The subject matter contained in this presentation is based on biblical principles and designed to give you accurate and authoritative information with regard to the subject matter covered. It is provided with the understanding that neither the presenter nor the broadcaster is engaged to render legal, accounting, or other professional advice. Since your situation is fact-dependent, you may wish to additionally seek the services of an appropriately licensed legal, accounting, real estate, or investment professional. No one can serve two masters. He will either hate the one and love the other, or be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you shall eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food, and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds in the sky. They do not sow or reap. They gather nothing into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are not you more important than they? Can any of you by worrying add a single moment to your lifespan? Why are you anxious about clothes? Learn from the way the wildflowers grow. They do not work or spin, but I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was clothed like one of them. If God so clothes the grass of the field, which grows today and is thrown into the oven tomorrow, will he not much more provide for you, O oh, you of little faith? So do not worry and say, What are we to eat? Or what shall we drink? Or what are we to wear? All these things the pagans seek. Your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. But seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things will be given you besides. Do not worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow will take care of itself. Sufficient for a day is its own evil. This is Medjinomics with a friend of Medjugorje. Of course, now everybody knows what the news is. Everybody's glued to it. We're hearing it hundreds of times about Corona, the virus that has shut down the whole world. And even spiritually has distanced us from our houses of worship. For what purpose? And what will be the result of that? Are we going closer to God or further away? Our bishop, Robert Baker, was addressing the difficulties of not giving out communion to the faithful. He said there were weighty issues with this, in conflict with different people and priests. He says, I do wonder what the history books will say about this crisis decades from now. That will be interesting, what people will say. And many of us are saying now, where are our priests? Where can we get communion? What happened in the bluebonnet plague? We just shut everything down? He continues, during past pandemics that afflicted Western society, the church 
was found on the front lines. And it means they went out there. They defied the diseases and the viruses or the danger or the battles. They were out there in the middle of it. He continues, not only in attending the physical needs of her people through her hospitals and works of charity, but also, and more importantly, by attending to their spiritual needs, finding creative ways still to administrate the sacraments and even amidst prudence restrictions. Where's the creativity for us to be receiving the Eucharist and the things that we need? So our bishop is concerned what the history books are going to say about this. Because we're not following the martyrs. We're not saying just go out and die and do something reckless. But there are things that can be done to give to the faithful. Mother Teresa picked people up out of the gutter who were dying. She could have said, well, they're going to die in a couple of hours. But she felt that there should be dignity in death. She picked them up and brought them into her hospitals. She had so many skin infections and diseases that she became immune to them. How did that happen? Probably through grace. She was on the front lines. How many people died in her arms? Hundreds, maybe thousands, I don't know. Are we losing what it means to be Christian? Are our couch potatoes and that's going to be enough? Our bishop continues, We are body and soul. While our bodies will die and decay in spite of all attention we give to them, ultimately to be raised again, yet our souls will never die. What he's alluding to, we're watching out for the body. We won't get infected. We're doing these things. I'm not saying they shouldn't be done, but not at the expense of neglecting the soul. He continues, they will live forever, talking about the soul. And how our souls will live forever, he says, whether in heaven or in hell, is a most serious question. It is a mistake for us practically to obsess over the body and sideline the souls. This is powerful words of the bishop. So go down in order, he says, our society has forgotten about the human soul and about what we could call it's collective soul, in other words, society. And he says, namely, the Judo-Christian spirit that once ordered it more fully to God. In other words, our souls was ruled by the principles and values in accordance to Judeo-Christian values. And he continues, the clergy have a duty to speak out about this, but not only... Lay people need to raise up their voices in their spheres of influence, even especially in times of crisis, and fight to defend the rights of God and the rights of their own souls. Creativity is not only for the clergy during this time. We have many, many people watching Mass on TV, or the mediums, or through the cell phones, all these things. Because that's the system everybody gravitates to. We have people writing to us. You know, that's what we're doing. I know many people are innocent with this. And they're grasping, what do we do? So we just watch Mass on TV? I ask the question, 
what you get out of the TV watching Mass versus what you get out of prayer and deep contemplation doing a spiritual communion with the TV and spiritual communion with just God. Where are you going to get the most? I'm not going to say you're not going to get something from watching TV, but it's passive. Actually, I see far the book I wrote puts you in an alpha state that is passive. You can go outside in the woods, someplace private, and be in communion with God, with spiritual communion with Jesus, and be far deeper than go through a medium. God doesn't need a facilitator, electronic box, to communicate to you. So whatever experience you may have, I'm telling you, 10 times the turbo if you did the same thing and go deep, deep in prayer in nature. How do I know that? Because I've lived that. The prayer for the boat of God that you're familiar with, those who haven't heard it, came from short, ardent prayers over these mountains. I put them collectively together. I was in union with God in a profound way that laid out the future of this valley. No TV can do that. Is that just my opinion? Well, let me give you an opinion now. And then you classify, is this an opinion or is it a truth? March 25th, 2019. Our Lady says, In nature seek God who created you, because nature speaks and fights for life and not death. Wow. She just said, go into nature and seek God. She didn't say, go in front of the television and seek God. Last Sunday morning, not able to go to Mass, the whole community was in the field. We did our rosary for apparition time, and we timed it where we could get alone at the perimeter of the field and in the woods. I announced to everybody before we begin the rosary that we would separate and do a spiritual communion. I can tell you, and many of us here, had a deeper union with God, even what we attend with Mass. Yes, Jesus' real blood and body is there at Mass, but there are distractions in it. It was profound. I'm looking forward to our Easter morning for us to do the same thing, to be by ourselves in a way with the encounter of God. And you try it yourself. Go to the TV and do what you do. And then you go and get yourself in a state of prayer, of quiet, in the woods. Our Lady confirms these things, I'm telling you. And where does she really confirm it to me? And to you. It was in the bedroom. We were kneeling around the bed. It was November 25th. The once-a-month message, 1988. She says, I call you to prayer for you to have an encounter with God in prayer. Then she goes on and says, what happens when you do that? She says, God gives himself to you. So we have an encounter. We open our heart. God will give himself to us. And then she says, but he wants you to answer in your own freedom to his invitation. He's not going to force you. He's not going to say, get away from that TV. 
But I can add to that, Our Lady has said in the messages on several occasions, very clearly, avoid television. So Our Lady says in our bedroom, it is an invitation. And then she says, that is why, little children, during the day, find yourselves a special time when you can pray in peace and humility and have this meeting with God the Creator. Yesterday morning, I woke up, and it was raining a little bit, and I went outside, and I went to the field. I didn't worry about what time it was. I just remember in November 25th, 88, that you can have an encounter with God, and especially if it's 2 a.m. in the morning, middle of the night. I did my three rosaries and went home. Filled with the rest of the night, a good sleep and peace. You try these things. Go in your backyard. Go find your place to have prayer and peace and humility and have this meeting with God the Creator. Kathleen, a friend of Maria, was there. We was in my library after the separation. She was trying to come up with the translation. And then she says, it's vigil. And we discussed that. I remember that over 30 years ago. Our Lady says in the same message, November 25th, 88, watch and vigil so that every encounter in prayer be the joy of your contact with God. I'm asking you a question. What is contact? What does that mean to be in contact? I tell you. Even if you have a spiritual experience watching something on TV, it's not like contact with God, with what our lady is telling you. Go seek God in nature. Some might say, well, I'm sick or I can't go out. I can't go any place. Our lady addresses this. She says, July 25th, 1997. I invite you to respond to my call to prayer. She didn't say go to the television. She says, I invite you to respond my call to prayer. I desire, dear children, that during this time you find a corner for personal prayer. Go sit in a corner. What do you see? You'll see a wall, 90 degree meeting another wall. One goes left, one goes right. There's nothing there. What does she mean by that? She doesn't want nothing to distract you. That's incredible verbiage. I know about corners and what happens with your imagination and your thoughts because I've had to stand in corners in Catholic school when we were kids for punishment. You think about everything. It's easy to contemplate God when you go into the corner and have a total vacuum of distractions. You may still want to argue about television, and all you get something out of it. It is a distraction. I'm not arguing you may not get something out of it, but I'm telling you, you will go far more in a deeper depth with grace by being in a state of deep contemplation. So at the end of the day, be creative. Don't do what everybody else is doing. Run into the TV. They think that's what they have to do. And what are you getting? You're getting a half or a tenth of what you could get 
if you put yourself in a position where God speaks to you. I remember being in the mountain and saying, God, look here. Look around me. I'm the own sinner. This rock doesn't commit sin. It's doing perfectly your will. These trees are obedient to you. I'm surrounded by holiness. This nature, look at it. It's doing exactly your will. I'm the only thing that's defiled. And I was talking to God like that, and not in a shallow way. And again, that's some of the prayers that is now in the prayer for the boat of God. So I challenge you, plan your Easter morning to take a hike with God for an encounter with him and his son's resurrection. Isn't it interesting that Mary Magdalene was the first one to encounter him? Where? In nature. Isn't it interesting that Jesus didn't appear to the apostles in the synagogue? How many times can you count a beautiful encounters in the synagogues versus nature? Or was the Beatitudes? I've been on there as beautiful as hills. And that's where he fed 5,000 people. Where did he ascend from? Did Jesus do the Last Supper in a synagogue? No, he didn't. Am I speaking against the churches? No, I'm not. They serve a purpose. But the coronavirus pandemic is telling us something of the future that was foretold by Father Ratzinger in 1969 when he gave his sermons that the future church and its edifice of these churches are going to go away. It was pure, 100% prophetic. And the churches are going to be smaller. And we're going to be living differently. And the glory of these things are going to go away. And we see this. How many are closing? I'm about to release something I've been writing since April 2nd, which is the first time in 22 years Our Lady didn't appear to Mariana. And it encompasses everything going on right now to give you an understanding of where the future is. I wanted to release it the same day, but I got too deep into it. And it's going to become online pretty soon, the next few days, or maybe the day after Easter. We're in time of reflection. We're in time of being vigil for God and the encounters and where that's going to be. So my challenge to you is, is to plan something for Easter morning and Holy Saturday night. The spiritual communion, even if you're with your family, get off and be in solitude and someplace you may go have an encounter with God. Because he wants us to learn how to be spiritual without the church, without even communion, without the sacraments, because we don't know if we're going to have that available to us. We've had to learn here at Caritas, in the community, not to have things always available to us. And our schedule is three hours of prayer a day. And we've been able to maintain that spiritual life that brings us joy and consolation and prospers our soul. So I'm not condemning anybody who's watching Mass on TV. But I'm telling you, there's something far greater and far better that is available to you. And it's Our Lady's own words. 
And we've heard it here from the bedroom of apparitions. And even on Christmas, another message, December 25th, 88. A beautiful message. Our Lady doesn't give her title very often, but she gave it here. And over the bed, she said this, I have come as your mother, Queen of Peace. What did I feel when I found out about that? Our Lady said that here, given her title, which is a very rare thing, that she wanted us to know there's something happening here. And she goes on and says this, Today I give you my special blessing. Bring it to all creation so that all creation will know peace. Wow. You can have this Easter morning. Go out in creation. Bless it. Open your heart to Our Lady. Open your heart to her Son. And resurrect your soul. Feed it. Feed it the spiritual communion it is starving for. And have that encounter with the Creator. God Himself will address you to the depth you open your heart. So I tell you, these things we have lived here, we've experienced, don't go to a lesser experience. I pray for you. The community prays for you. We pray for you for a happy Easter to be in vigil from Friday for the sunrise Easter morning that you be in a place to witness the resurrection of the sun rising to the sky. We wish you a lady. We love you. Good night. The subject matter contained in this presentation is based on biblical principles and designed to give you accurate and authoritative information with regard to the subject matter covered. It is provided with the understanding that neither the presenter nor the broadcaster is engaged to render legal, accounting, or other professional advice. Since your situation is fact-dependent, you may wish to additionally seek the services of an appropriately licensed legal, accounting, real estate, or investment professional. This ends the Medjinomics broadcast with a friend of Medjugorje. These broadcasts are available as CDs, which are sent directly to your doorstep on a monthly subscription. For information, contact Caritas in the U.S. at 205-672-2000.